Guys, welcome back to the Physique Factory podcast. And today we're going to talk about pointless exercises and stupid shit we see in the gym. Yeah, or on Instagram in particular as well. That's kind of been the subject of this week. Well, yeah, it? I mean, when you sent me over that link um, to that, should we even name it now? I'm not going to say anything new. It is just because of the blowback. Um, <laughs> it'd be even better if we did, though, because yeah, we, get, not... we get a bit more uh, views on this podcast. So, yeah, just tag, tag them in it. Yeah. I, I don't think it's the best way to make friends, is it? He wants to make friends. <laughs> <laughs> we got, we got enough friends. No, I'm. I'm... I think the thing is, like, so, like, to give you guys a bit of context, um, a client of mine sent over a video of someone talking through a certain exercise and basically just explain the way they do it. And this person's like, um, would you call? I don't know if you'd say respected within the fitness industry. So it's someone that people would, you know, people would look to for advice and like seek out solid advice. But um, I suppose this particular one. We just definitely didn't agree with. I'm being very professional, but yeah, yeah, being this particular one. We so didn't. let's actually talk about what it was. <laughs> but, so what was what we saw was that he made two very very uh, bold absolute points. Was the first one where he was saying, "Oh, don't lock your low back in when you're doing dumbbell laterals." I mean, you you low back your reps is they got to work to some degree to hold you in that position. And he was saying it's okay to swing up and extend your hips. If that's happening, then it's going to change the total, the alignment of the exercise, probably get a little bit of front, front doubt when we're a bit more upright. So that's that gone out the window. And then secondly, we've got the, the, the internal rotation of the upper arm and the abduction, which can cause a bit of like a pinchiness. So I just say a bit, a bit pinching, you know, at the, the shoulder. It's probably not the best um, position to be in. So it was saying to do that, to yeah. do the, what was it, the, um, the watering can sort of cue. Yeah, yeah, I don't think he actually used that, but it's like the same kind of thing, like pouring out a cup, uh, what glasses of water or whatever, which I'm going to come out and say, I've actually said things like that in the past, and before I knew, like, not that, not that it's wrong, because it, it's not necessarily wrong for everyone, but chances are, and this is going to be difficult to explain, because obviously we're on a podcast, but chances are it's like your, your greater tubercle on your humerus is going to be sticking out quite a bit. And you know it's quite a, it's quite a. How how do you explain it? It's just like yeah, it's a, a big, big kind bony of, landmark, a shitload of muscles attached to, and then you've got your you got two bones that go across your shoulder, so you've got your chromium and your coracoid, and then there's a ligament between that, and then there's a bunch of stuff that's between those ligaments and your actual greater tubercle. So, and if like you abduct, internally rotate, it's going to squish a bunch of things and potentially lead to some impingement. Potentially, potentially. Yeah. Yeah, because everyone's structure is different. So the size of like the the this top of your humerus, we'll say, just to try and keep this in more simple terms. The size of that, and then the size of the the bones on the shoulders that we're talking about as well. Again, I'm just trying to keep it simple. You know, the shape and size of them could be different from person to person. They're all relatively going to be similar, but like when you look at something like if if you do want to look further into this, um, type into Google Paul Grilly. Um, yoga studies, I think it's called, um, and look at the bone photos on that. He's got comparisons from you know different kind of cadavers comparing the same bones but on different people, and you can see how different they can be person to person. So I suppose what I'm trying to say is like it's not necessarily bad advice to some people, but for probably the majority of people it probably will be because what he was suggesting would put the joints in a position that would impinge you know things like the super spinatus tendon things like the long head of the biceps things like that that are going to be in there um which in itself impingement isn't an issue um 
because we probably probably go through some sort of impingement every single day. It just sounds bad, doesn't oh, it? Oh, yeah. It, but, also, um, it depends how... In the throwing bit as well, like you said, there will be an issue if you are yeah. throwing it into that position. 100%, there's going to be an issue at some point. If you're throwing your arm in that position where there's like rapid deceleration into that um, that end range, then there's going to be something going on there. It's just abrupt, really, isn't it? It's like abrupt force because obviously, when something's moving at speed, you know, it's going to require more force to to stop that something. Um, so yeah, that it's the abruptness of that, that. You know, the combination of that, that internal rotation, which might not be a great thing anyway, with the abruptness of the force. You know, you swinging about using momentum that potentially is not going to be a great thing for for many people. It's not something I would want to suggest to a client to do. So when this guy sent it over to me, I was like, yeah. Don't do that. Yeah, I mean, like, <laughs> like when you say but, for some people it might be all right, but who the fuck knows? Because we'd, we'd rather not risk it and do something safer yeah. than say, oh, yeah, do this. Because we, we don't know structure. We are, we're not an x-ray fucking machine, are we? So err on the side of yeah, caution with it. How do you know with something like that? You, you it's don't always really a safer bet. Not always really always literally go back to... Um, structure and think what your structure could be like if it was in this position or or anything like that so just uh think what what yeah what could cause an issue and stay away from it and is it worth doing that exercise is a risk risk reward thing you just have a look at it like that and it's definitely not there's much better yeah. exercises in terms of profiles as well if we're going to do like a cable lateral raise or a lateral raise on a machine or something like that so it's just too much risk yeah, I mean, there's nothing wrong with a dumbbell lateral raise. I would Done say properly, oh, yeah. correctly, but yeah, it was just a bit of a how would you say it's probably a bit of an irresponsible way to tell people to do it. But like, we all make mistakes, and don't get me wrong. Like as I say, I've said that in the past, and you know, I've kind of I've kind of learned from it, um, and no doubt I will say things today that in the future I will say, you know what, I was wrong on that. And like, there's nothing wrong with being wrong. Um, it's just, we, I suppose as fitness professionals, as like, you know, people within the industry, we do have some sort of responsibility to not fuck mm-hmm. people up and not give people advice that's going to fuck up their joints and things like that. Um, so you, you want to try and keep on top of this stuff. If you're like a coach or a PT or someone listening to this, you want to try and keep on top of that. And like for us, what's been big and we, we credit him all the time. He's been in the podcast is like Michael Gilden from Integra and like, you know, all the RTS stuff, a lot of that stuff has given us the tools to look at something and think about what's going on inside rather than just go this is an exercise these are the rules and that's kind of the problem like the, the video that i got sent over this guy had just been following the rules of exercise and unfortunately the rules don't work for everyone exactly i mean it's even like calling out things like obviously i'm, I'm doing another course as well at the moment uh, so taking away what we've learned from michael and tom at rts and applying that when we're learning other information from other different sources and I'm thinking, hmm, that doesn't sound quite right. So challenge it, look into it a little bit more and think, you know, and have my own thought on it. Yeah. Have, have your own thoughts on it. Definitely. So the take home from all of that is like, when you see someone doing something on Instagram or TikTok or Facebook, and they're giving you their way of doing it, bear in mind, that's their way of doing it. That's the way they've been doing it. And they might get away with doing it like that, but, you might find for you it's not potentially the best option. So, again, it's like, yeah, challenging that thinking. Um, a little bit off subject here, James, but it's quite an interesting one nonetheless. How much are you spent on courses, like oh, money-wise? Um... I counted it up, like, recently, but 
I probably I've spent more since put it that way. But I think I'm well over 10k in courses, and that's like just over two years of actually doing this. Yeah, profession. let me think. So <laughs> we've had uh, RTS Foundations, which was 900. Uh, I've had RCS, which was 1800. Um, your message of listening to this, you'd say, I could have had a, a, an engagement. Right yeah. now, <laughs> then we've had PT, the PT course, <laughs> that was like roughly around two grand worth, uh, which is a low. Yeah, you, you need it for the industry. Yeah, it's like an entry level thing, but it's absolutely bullshit, but you do need it. Um, so I, I forgot that was even a thing, though, to be fair. I, I never inc- um, included that in the pricing. That's another lot of money. Um, and then the RTS for. videos, which were about, what I spent on that? Two and a half? Two five, yeah, uh, yeah, about two and a half. Yeah, yeah that's all the, I've got all the videos. Shut up, is that what it's yeah, costing? Let's say two. Let's say two. So it's around about that. So wow. I've, I've spent how many how many more videos is there? Because there's like if if anyone's like done RTS they'll know like there's a lot of prerequisite videos you've got to watch through. Um, and I've bought all them and I'm watching through all them, but there must be a hell of a lot yeah, more, a, James. There's about two grand's worth of videos on there. Um and then for uh, pre-scripts, which I'm doing at the moment, 1,600. Uh, it's around about 16. Um, uh, Integra Lab, the Anatomy Lab, 300. Yeah. We've done the, we've, I've done the Anatomy you, Lab twice. You've done, uh, we're doing the Integra Lab, it's an ongoing thing. So that's 1,200. That's under, uh, yeah. Uh, this, is, this is getting scary. Um, yeah, it keeps going on and on. Not to, not to mention travel. To yeah, that's it. So, well. Like, we've done the PT project. Shit, yeah, we did well. that. How much was that? Um, was it 300? Yeah, yeah, yeah about 300. I didn't even count that. I didn't learn anything from it. No. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Paul. What he means by that is like it wasn't a badly run course by any means. It was just very much an intro to the basics, and it was really good for us to recap that. <laughs> Fucking licking their ass. Um, no, no, it was well run though. Like I think, like if anyone wanted to get into biomechanics, I'd probably say that would be the place to start because they put it across very well. Yeah, like, they very are, simply, they are good they? teachers. To be fair, yeah, very good teachers. Um, I'm trying to think what else. What else have we done? I've done like a. Um, like a low back pain course that was like 900 yeah it was shit oh, really? um, <laughs> who uh, was that with you know, focus training which was like one of the like active IQ or something like that so I did that then another ni- then yeah, a yeah, GP yeah. referral which is another 900 so that's 1800 so they're probably looking at the, what I've spent on courses 2k 2k so 4 5 um 4 5 um 6 3 and then uh, 7, 1, 8, 1, 9, <laughs> 10, 10, 2, 10, 5, 11, 1, 12, 1, 12, 1. Yeah, yeah that's, that's added that, up. That's, that's pretty much up. everything at the moment. So 12,100 all added up on courses. And then you've got... Shit like this, oh, yeah. textbooks that are 50 it's fine. I robbed half of his uni, so... Oh, shit, uni. I forgot about that. What's what's that? <laughs> yeah, you said uni. So that's 27 grand on top of it all. <laughs> oh, yeah, of course. You you guys pay for uni there. We don't pay for uni in Scotland. It's free. 
Oh, really? No, I'm never, to be fair, I'm never going to end up paying it back because I'll just fiddle with everything. Um, <laughs> put that out there. If you want to save money, fiddle with everything. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> the tax man is listening to the Physique Factory podcast. You'll never catch me. <laughs> but I mean, even looking up there, some of the books I've got, I've probably spent, you know, at least a few hundred quid of books, which is crazy, really, when you think about it. But yeah, so um, that's us proven that we've invested in our education but yeah so between us and what when did you start doing like these courses um, that you've kind of I started doing well, when I started PT it was like when I was 18 um, so like bloody hell 10 years ago now that's crazy yeah you've been in the industry a long Shit. time to be fair I've just dipped my toes in. I've only been I've only been doing this just over two years, to be fair. But like I've been obviously very much involved in training bodybuilding. Oh, yeah. You know, for probably best part of seven years now with bodybuilding. I started training yeah. like ten years yeah. ago, which um, was interesting. But uh, yeah, I started training in a little school gym where there was like just a few machines. I can't even really remember. I remember actually having this app where I had this ab workout that I'd done every single day because I was going on holiday to Mali and I was like, well, you get some abs. So Did it work? <laughs> there we have it. Um, no, it's not worked yet. <laughs> I'm still trying it every single day. <laughs> 10 years of doing that day in, day out. My abs just don't get any better. But, um, yeah, I mean, we went off subject a little bit there, but like, um, you know, the, you could spend all that money on courses it doesn't necessarily mean no, you, you know you what need you're to about, like, be able um, to understand that information and apply it. If if not, then there's no point. You can yeah. just sit there all day and just all that information can go over the top of your head. And it, but if that, you're not taking it in, thinking right, how does that apply to this client? How does it apply to that client? And then when you start seeing this stuff in front of you, you think right, what uh, what does it mean? Yeah, yeah, definitely. And then I suppose going back to what we were talking about earlier, it's like a lot of these people that you see on Instagram. Like posting stuff. How qualified are they? Like, mm. how much do they actually know? How much have they actually? How much time have they actually spent studying and researching? And how much time have they actually spent in the gym? A lot of the time as well. Like, gym experience definitely is something to go by. I think, like, you know, you can't beat that no. being in the trenches, actually working. Things you need to work. You can't just go straight online. I don't understand how you can go from like doing your PT qualification, no experience with like one-to-one clients, straight online. And you have no idea what well, programming, literally straight away you think about how can you think about programming without actually seeing a person or working with real people. Yeah. And then from that information that you get on the gym floor, obviously it's still like really, really hard to like program online for someone. And the best what we can do is get things like video assessments, stuff like that. And that's only from like one plane as well. When we're like working with an online client, we can only see that from like one like position of the camera. You can ask them for another, another yeah, video, to be fair, from another angle. Yeah, you're asking someone to set up a camera who has no idea how to set up a camera in the gym, unless they're like an Instagram influencer. Uh, I started sending them a link to Amazon to a tripod. I'm like, fuck what everyone else thinks. I yeah, want to see what your form yeah. looks like. That's it. But again, it's, it's hard to see from so many different positions because when you're in the gym, you can go around and see, right, that this and the other. But yeah, I mean, it's a lot to think about online, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, like when I'm in the gym with a client, sometimes I'll be like walking around them like a vulture or something, yeah. just like going circles around them. <laughs> but um, like with that, like, so going back to, again, the video I was talking about, the, the person in question was a uh, like, person that was definitely experienced in the gym through training themselves. I'm not sure if they're a coach or anything like that, but like what a lot of like maybe like bodybuilders and um, fitness influencers and things like that, they've they've developed a system to train that works for them. And if they've not worked with other people 
with other considerations and not understood how to work with them, then following their advice isn't going to get you their physique. You know, you can't just copy. You can't just copy what Cristiano Ronaldo does every day and become mm. Cristiano Ronaldo. It's just it just doesn't work like that. Otherwise, I would have done it because he's getting paid a shitload of money to play football, and I would take that money to play football. So, um, it's something to keep in mind that like, does this person know how to apply the training principles to every Tom, Dick, and Harry? You know, because everyone's obviously different, or has he just developed a really good system for himself? And again, it's going back to that like what you said earlier, James, just questioning absolutely everything, trying stuff and seeing how it works for you, seeing what the results are. The problem with some of the joint stuff, though, like, you know, if you were like doing something that's potentially damaging joints, is you might exactly. not actually Exactly, then you get the wear and tear, you that's get arthritis, osteophytes, all that sort of stuff, and then you've got to find out thinking, ouch, why does my shoulder hurt? Well, you've been doing upright rolls for a good 10 years, throwing it in that position, uh, probably that. Yeah, upright rolls, that's always a good one. If you want to fuck your shoulders up, that's yeah. a particular right. good one. That internal, internally rotated position, launching something up. Like you said, it's not, not like particularly straight away, but over time, you can get that wear and tear, and then it's like a landmine. Um, it's going to go, but you don't know when. Yeah, definitely. So, following on from that, what's the worst thing you've seen on Instagram in terms of like someone putting out some sort of advice? Mm, it's too much, so much to fucking choose from, isn't it? So nothing that stands out in your um, mind. I'm really trying to think. Oh, oh, oh! I got sent one the other day by uh, one of my clients, Brandon. Yeah, it was absolutely insane. He had no idea this guy. Um, so there's two, two lads on the hack squat talking about it, saying, "Oh yeah, we reverse band this just because uh, it takes the pressure off our knees." Not like, oh yeah, it's going to match our strength profile with the resistance profile, anything like that. It was a, yeah, it just takes the pressure off our knees at the bottom. When, and if you see whatever his name was, it was like his uh, his knees came in at the bottom. So we're going to get a ball and put it between his legs when he's squatting. <laughs> so he had this fucking ball, like boxing ball thing between his knees when he's squatting to stop his knees going in. And I was like, just telling him to press laterally at the bottom of his feet so he's, he's not collapsing on his arches. And I just see his feet like about to roll in and I'm like, just press there. And he was saying about, oh, go wide, this, that, and the other because of a certain position with his stance and um, or whatever. But he did got it totally fucking wrong. And I was like, what are they doing? And they were just trying to tell people what, what to do. And I was like, don't put a ball between your knees when you're in the hat squat. <laughs> A lot of um, a lot of the stuff comes from like again, it's like I suppose bodybuilding. Like I, I always think of like some of the Tom Platts videos. Like some of the stuff Tom Platts does in videos. Like how he got away with some of the shit he done to his knees, I do not know. But like not everyone would get away with that. Like again, like we're talking about individual joint tolerances here, and his must have been pretty fucking high. Um, but some of the shit he done to his well, knees have you seen the, um, that video brutal. going around but, at the um, moment well I sent you dinner the, uh, the the like the loaded sissy squat thing yeah. where it's oh yeah I, I don't even know what that was that machine I don't know whether she was using another machine to try no, and turn no, it into some it sort of squat thing. I don't know China. I've seen them advertised on Facebook I don't I, I, there's not a brand on it it's just some random Chinese shit and oh fucking hell it's bad that's a lot of shit isn't it yeah yeah, it looks like it looks like a quad tendon is actually. Yeah, that's like, it. Yeah, he's really done that. He's gone. Get, oh, it's like oh, yeah. horrible. Yeah, it does not look nice, and uh, I think a lot of people have seen that one with the sissy squat where the guy like leans right back gone and again. he's just like, oh, oh, well, yeah, fucking nasty, Absolutely. that isn't it? But, um, 
Yeah, yeah. But going back to the Tom Platt stuff, like I remember it wasn't him, but I seen someone else in the gym doing like a leg press with their feet really close together. And um, like I'd, I'd never spoke to the person about it, but I'd heard, all right, okay, that targets more quads. And in my head, I was like, yeah, that makes sense. It's going to target more quads. So I'd done it. And I'd done it for weeks. And I kept putting more and more weight on. I was just getting this pain right down the side of my legs, like this sharp pain. It wasn't like recovering properly. Um, and if like I never realised at the time, but like my arse was lifting off the seat, and I would have been rounding through my lower back and things like that. And uh, yeah, it's just something like I seen someone else doing the gym. I was like, oh, I'll give that a try. But it took me a long time to realise that that was never going to work for me. And it it wasn't targeting my quads anymore either. I was, it was For me, it was putting me into a position where I had limited hip flexion, which meant my depth was either going to be limited going into the leg press or yeah. I was going to get that lower background, the sort of thing like bums kind of lifting up off the seat. But at the time, I didn't realise. I was just like, why the fuck? Like, why has that guy been doing that if this hurts so badly? Like, or is it meant to hurt like this? But um, it wasn't until I realised about, like, you know, hip flexion and things like that different joint ranges and things like that and then learned a bit about biomechanics i realized that that was a hundred percent not necessary to do so yeah there's a lot of, a lot of stuff like that you see you know i've talked a lot about like what you see on instagram but you see it in the gym don't you you see people doing things in the gym and when you're new to all this it can be easy just to copy what someone else is doing but it's like um, make it right. flies they make me cringe a lot the, the way people do them though where they're literally sort of rapid deceleration that abruptness at the bottom it's like oh <laughs> it's time to see it makes me cringe See people oh, doing no, a yeah, lot of weight, that well. big stretch, and it was like, oh, that's not good. But like, chances are, it's not really a pet stretching; that it's your uh, anterior joint capsule. Yeah, and the thing is, um, like again, there's no, there's no like exercise. Well, I was going to say there's no good or bad exercise. I mean, there's there's things like um, like what you call sumo squat. It is, it's, it's, it's like what, what's it <laughs> bad not there exercises though for certain goals and for certain individuals. So you can't just say this in in general as a by absolute statement. You can't say that an exercise is bad completely to certain to a certain degree though. Um, like that machine, that machine is bad. The one that, that the quad tendon the popper. No matter how you yeah, no matter yeah. how you okay, use that, that is not that a safe way of setting up on that machine. She didn't look like she had shitloads of weight on it either. I mean, because it was on like a, it was, it was on like a like fifty six rep when she was doing it. So and she was she wasn't launching it or anything either. It just went pop and like oh, no. yeah, it was nasty. But um, going back to the dumbbell fly, like that's not a bad exercise by any means. It could definitely be used as part of a program. Just bad execution of a good ex of not so much a good exercise, but bad yeah. execution of an exercise. Um, I don't use use them myself. There's too much, there's, just there's too much really potential the that could go wrong, and the risk outweighs the benefit. Yeah, would you say there's a lot more risk in terms of that compared um, to a cable fly? The same sort of it's how you doing. Depends how you doing. Um, Depends how you do them, but like from a profile point of view, I like I personally I don't do a lot of dumbbell flies just because like you're only targeting the lengthened range, you're not really getting much in the shortened range. So I'd rather just do yeah. a normal like cable fly where I am actually getting you know the full the full range challenge throughout. I'll get more bang from a bucket exercise. So this, yeah, but like that could definitely like a dumbbell fly could definitely be included in the program. There's no reason not to. We don't hate. It's just it's just that, and then I'd say press, just be more pressing. I'd say put another press, you've let more out of it. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's like you're even old, old to be fair. when you're doing a and cable fly, put the cuffs a little bit closer to your elbow joint, and then closer the cuff is to your elbow, or closer the cuff is to your shoulder, the less forces they're going through the joint, and then there you go. It's not like you could put like dumbbells on your elbow either. So, so it's better, I'd say advise doing cable fly with cuffs near close to your elbow. There's a point though, right? So when I do a, a cable fly, I do use a cuff. Because my left shoulder gets a bit gammy. And if I do it, like, even my pec deck sometimes, I can get this, like, it's not even, like, pain, but this, like, feeling in my left shoulder that then ruins the whole session. Like, my left shoulder, like, when I'm pressing or doing anything else, my left shoulder just doesn't really work that well. Um, and it'll fatigue first and it'll, it'll ruin the rest of the session. So I do a seated cable fly with a cuff attached onto, like, just at my elbow there. And that, you know, you eliminates it. I get no issues well, with that. But... Yeah, yeah, but it's all relevant. I suppose, like, the tension that the muscles experience and you know, if you had less load but with a handle, I suppose it would still be much the same, essentially, as long as you're working at the same intensity. But um, what was I going to say? Like, just like, it's another one of those things, just because I do a cuff cable fly, like, I've got my reason for doing it. It doesn't mean that you need to copy the way that I'm doing it. And, like, not to blow my own trumpet, but I've got quite a big chest. It doesn't necessarily mean, oh, right, that's a way to get a big chest. It's just that's a, that's a better option for me with my considerations. Yeah, I mean, with if what I've got comes available. to me, they've got the shoulder issue straight away. I'm definitely not getting doing a cable fly, as in like with the handles or the D handles. If they was got to do a, like some sort of fly variation, just use the uh, the cuffs around the elbow or over the elbow, so it's close to the shoulder. Well, I see something. See, see, as I do a like chest fly, right? I'll start with my hands in the same position and look at the difference between where they yeah, end up. Yeah, how much internal rotation you have on your left side? Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm surprised you got the yeah, side yeah, right because it, yeah. it flipped around in the video. <laughs> you done well there, but yeah, like there's a lot more internal rotation on my left and my right, so you can see how a fixed handle might actually upset yes. my right shoulder because it wants to be more internally rotated but the handle's going to get it to externally rotate um a bit more anyway so yeah it's, it's, it's certainly again it's like who who is a person doing exercise what have they got you know all the rts stuff that's so appropriate for everything and like again not not to just like spend this whole podcast like bone smoke up um, rts's ass but um you know like the, the the you know the five questions and the exercise continuum are so useful when you're working with a client that you can just go back and then just use that stuff to think and like get the That's get the right solution for your client essentially. Um, without going too much away. <laughs> yeah. So another interesting thing uh, I wanted to discuss with you actually is um, I was talking to someone in the gym today um, about deadlifts and like um, they said to me it's the best lat exercise. What's your opinion? <laughs> well, so you, your lats are definitely working in a deadlift, but I wouldn't call it the me the best lat exercise just because you're not getting them lengthened, you're not getting them short. Well, you are to a certain degree, but it drops yeah. off. You, they are working. There's no way. They are working asymmetrically, though. To be fair, they're like there's a there's got to be a lot of tension getting experienced in your lats when you're doing a deadlift for sure. Like I, I certainly know mines are working. Um, but like it's like that whole thing again and again we're going to quote rts here so tom do not sue us we have give you given you your um we've given you your credit but like you've got the resistance fighters you've got the joint managers and the plane maintainers don't you like 
everyone's on the team. All these muscles are on the team. It's just some guys who've got the ball. And that's, again, a Tom Purvis quote that I'm, I'm stealing for this. But it is really, um, it really a good way to explain it. It's like, it's, it doesn't have to be just a, a certain thing exercise. But in terms of, like, lat development, like, you will get people who deadlift a lot and have really good backs. But I'm going to say most of the... Most of the the muscle you gain from a deadlift is probably going to be probably going to be erectors, glutes, maybe even upper back too, because you've got to think that upper back's working hard. Although again, isometrically, it's a little bit further away from the the line of force, so it's working pretty hard too. Um, but in terms of like training lats, like I wouldn't ever not do a pull down in in exchange for like doing deadlifts. I would I would have them both as part of the program to be fair. Um which is fine. Which is absolutely fine. But I do rate deadlifts for like like your posterior chain development, like kind of from head to toe. Um like I mean you see it in my physique, I've got quite like thick erectors too. I'm just I'm really I'm really I'm bigging myself up today. Big chest, bigger bigger thick erectors. And then that'll obviously accentuate the the lats that you have on top of it. But yeah, I mean deadlifts certainly a good exercise with a lot of muscles working, but they're not all resistance fighters by any means they're they've all got their jobs where would you say that job it's just um, it's holding that position you you are extend um yeah you're extending the arm aren't you you're coming in so you're going from like a flex position with your shoulder but where's the line of foot where's the line of force and it's not it's going straight down the line of force is going straight down if it was that way say if something was pulling us that way and we want to pull in then we get a fucking shitload of lats but because that barbell is going down we're not going to be getting a shitload of... Our lats aren't required to work as much as it would be doing if the, the direction of force was pulling directly that way. Say if the bar was... We said we're bent over and then something's pulling on us or there's a cable pulling up that way, then that would be getting a shitload of lats. But because that bar bar wants to go straight down, then it just comes yeah. down to direction resistance where that bar is going. If something's, if something's pulling you in the shoulder flexion, and you're resisting it with your lats. Well, that's that's like directly making them resistance fighters. But in this case, they're I, I suppose they're joint managers, aren't they? Because they're helping with that brace of the the torso, and they're helping manage those yeah, joints yeah, yeah. of the vertebrae. You just think what's extended is what's getting out of position. Yeah, it's um, not direct. To a degree, they are helping a little bit, but they're not. Good. They're not that much. The lower portion of the lats, they're probably. If I know something. I say yeah, the lower portion of the lats they're probably like resistance fighters, but because they're so fucking long with the span, different portions of the lats are going to be doing different jobs. Hmm, I never thought about that to be honest. I've been thinking about this ever since. Like again, it's like there's no rights or wrongs. It's just like again, when you've got the tools to understand this and break it down, you can really think about it for yourself. But like. Um, yeah, I mean, to, to sum that up without going too deep into it, I would definitely yeah, still definitely. do it if I can pull down as well. <laughs> That's a simple way to really put that. Um, but yeah, still still rate it as an exercise for sure. There is that whole thing as well. Like some people will feel it more in certain areas. Like you've got people, like again, going back to like genetically, chest is a strong point for me. So when I'm pressing, I don't find it hard to feel my chest. I don't f- find it hard to get tension on my chest. So if you've genetically got good glutes, for example, you probably feel deadlifts all in your ass. And again, that's going to come down to limb limbs and proportions and things like that as well. So, yeah, it's an interesting discussion anyway. Certainly something, yeah, yeah, I know. But yeah, there's no there's no right or wrong with that stuff. But um, I think yeah, we should wrap it up around years. about there because I'm on another one of these courses that I paid two grand for. So, 
<laughs> and I'm having to handle our client weekly call. Um, so that'll be that'll be an interesting one. Um, hopefully we get more questions along these lines. But yeah, so just a, a quick one today, guys. But um, yeah, just some stuff that was on our mind. Hopefully you find this kind of rambling's kind of interesting. Um, this is just basically me and James having a conversation. In fact, on Saturday night before we were uh, we were going out to hit the town, we actually sat watching workout videos and talking about this shit until I said, James, we need to stop being such sad cases. Turn this off, and we we actually started watching some football. Where obviously Celtic were beat Man United back in the day. Um, just reminding James that my well, team were once better. Than us. Um, Probably still are. Nah. To be honest. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Like I think Celtic versus think, Man United. I think, I think for the same caliber of teams, Celtic versus Rochdale. That'll be if. Uh... <laughs> 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 Celtic women's versus Rochdale we'd still win <laughs> better watch what I'm saying I've said a few things in this podcast that make me sound a little bit like um, homophobic and um, now apparently I'm, I'm against women as well <laughs> sex it's that's the word <laughs> we could talk about muscles all day long but ask us about other shit and we've just not got a clue <laughs> but anyway we'll wrap it up at that one um, just to plug one of our things once again guys um, we do have a free download on both our Instagrams and the link are in our bio the ultimate guide to gaining so definitely check that out it's free so why wouldn't you um, so yeah just head over to our Instagrams I'm cm underscore physique factory and james is jt underscore sure. physique factory yes i was 